0: Welcome back to Speed Street, a special edition of Speed Street. We're getting yet two episodes this week for a preview of the greatest spectacle in racing coming up on Sunday, the 107th running. That you already know, but tonight, Connor and myself were over uh, at the USAC building, the Burger Bash with Kevin Lee, Kirk Cavan. You know him from Trackside uh, in in Indianapolis and obviously at NBC with Kevin Lee. Um, We're out there in front of a live audience. Great crowd, great time. We're joined by Scotty Mack. So this is just the first episode of Two dropping this week to get you ready for Sunday and the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500. All right, everybody. Next to him. Yeah. Let's give it up again for Connor Daly, Scott McLaughlin. How Whoa. we feeling?
1: So should we start this like a regular episode a of our podcast? He doesn't have a mic. We got to right. get a third mic. All right. Yeah, let's do we it. We can hand it to him. Let's do
0: it. All right. Well, this is a Speed Street podcast, like we mentioned. Myself, Connor Daly. We do it once a week. We talk about motorsport. We talk about IndyCar a lot. We talk about uh, all the good stuff,
1: right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you haven't listened to the show, uh, that's okay. It's a great show, honestly. I am very personally biased. Um, but uh, but we like to, you know, we do this for IndyCar. We do this to try to help uh, get our sport, which we think is so amazing, out to the masses. Uh, but we also like to comment on other series that are um, trying to attempt to produce good racing product as well um and uh, and scott has actually been on our show so scott he was we, one of our first guests yeah we appreciate you um dedicating your time to us uh let's get right into it with scott mclaughlin here uh shiny yellow penzoil machine scott i didn't see you once at all today on track you were behind me at one point yeah, actually, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. and then I think we pitted. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But Joseph, your teammate, he's pitted right in front of me. He pitted like eight times every time I, I stopped in front of him. So what was the, uh, what was the f- the track felt a little odd. I think my teammates were very unhappy, uh, and I think a lot of people were kind. Of Alex Rossi said he was a little
2: bit unhappy with how the conditions were. What did what did you feel like today? I mean, looking at it, that, those are the conditions for the race. Yeah. So they better strap up. But it's <laughs> like um, they're in
1: trouble. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, I uh, I know Joseph was mad when. He got back, but yeah, um, I was mad at him for hitting the brakes in like the middle of turn three in front yeah. of me. So I'm gonna have to have a conversation with but bus bro number two. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah, <laughs> number two. That's right. <laughs> but, um, good day, everyone. Anyway, it's uh, it's good to be here. I've never actually been to Kevin Lee's Burger Bash before, so this is very cool. Um, but yeah, had a great day. Any day you get, get to go on the speedway is pretty cool. Um, yeah, a little bit, a little bit hotter than with probably you know, had the last few days and then the wind was a little bit down so it was a little bit different with the, the, the balance and stuff today. But uh yeah, feel really good and, and um yeah pencil yellow submarine looks really good. Yeah the submarine is, is is
1: beautiful, honestly. Let's let's talk a little bit about qualifying. I think there was a lot of drama over the weekend, right? A lot of um I mean, honestly, it's it's why I was a fan okay. of the sport. Is this whole weekend? It was there's so much craziness. Obviously, very. It's like a, a heart wrenching situation. But before we even get to the knockout zone on Sunday, like Saturday, I would say there's a lot of folks right about where we are in the field. Where I think we were like probably a little bit expecting maybe a hair more to try to be in the top 12. But yeah. sometimes it that's just the way it works out here. And I know you guys tried to do a couple runs. I tried to do a couple runs. But sometimes the conditions have other other things in mind. Yeah. Um, can you guys talk about a little bit, I guess, you and Joseph – just kind of on the outside looking in with me and Kyle as well, and 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 how, how did that go for you guys on Saturday? Was it you pulled out of line first, which is a wild move. I mean, honestly, you were last in line anyway, so I guess yeah. it didn't really matter
2: much. Yeah. But interesting strategy, Cotton. Big, big strat, <laughs> big strat guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, we pulled out of line because you know we were going to be last anyway, so we just yeah. uh, thought i would go back to the garage and tinker with it a little bit more. Um, but. Yeah, I felt our first run, we, we put up a pretty big number initially, and then it just didn't hold on. Unfortunately, my last lap, I had to get out of the throttle. I nearly hit the fence, could have been all over. So, it, um, you know, I was able to, you know, bring it home at least, knew what we needed to change. But then the, the limit of just, you know, having a bit too much, you know, overall downforce, slowing the car down, it, it really, you know, slowed us down that last run. Our, our last run was really consistent, but it just wasn't quick enough and just missed out. I think our car was definitely fast enough to be in the top 12 just didn't hit hit it when we needed to and this is what makes this place so special it's just you've got to hit the balance and i think that's why you know there's not one person in the pit lane that probably didn't go up and congratulate alex on the uh, yesterday or today because it's so hard to do what he did to put up a number like a 235 it's so impressive and um you know and and even for like jack harvey to go out after so many runs to go out again and just you know go oh i'm just going to send it again it's hard to do so um was an amazing day at the speedway that's for sure It's been
0: well-documented, Scotty Mac, about kind of Team Penske the last three or four years at this place. Yeah. Struggling to find it a little bit. And then you go out, and and, and you and Joseph now kind of the middle of the pack. You see Will Power made it into the Fast 12, but still back there. Is there a sense of like a pressure growing in your guys's garages and your meetings knowing that hey what do we what, what, what do we need to find that we just haven't been able to
2: yeah i think we definitely are a lot happier than we have been the last couple years i think uh we are in a spot we, we've we've definitely made a gain it's just not enough but it's so tight like we're you know less than a mile an hour and i'm on pole so it's just yeah. it's one of the it's it's tough it's indy car that's why we love it but um yeah we've made gains i think our race cars are really good though i feel really good in traffic and i mean everyone's probably going to say that up until the race day, and then the green flag drops. But, um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's nice to be – I think I started I started 26th here last year, and that was a little bit harder. So it's nice to be 14th. So I'm excited. <laughs> I mean, every row matters here. That's the thing. But
1: also, it doesn't. Like, you can win this race from anywhere. Um, I've seen many, many people come from the last row to the front. Uh, this race is so strategic. I think – would you notice uh, – this is something that I thought – every day – the track changes and every day you're being fed a little bit of a different feeling in the car and I think the qualifying weekend to explain that to people like the early draw was very good for Alex Rossi right Like he's like he showed up on the Sunday and was like honestly that was all the speed that we had in the car we just got a really good draw on Saturday and he was so fast and, and didn't have to worry about it the rest of the day and that's kind of what people were looking for that's why you and Joseph were all kinds of upset after your draws and I think it's amazing to see when we're fighting for the tiniest margins, everything matters. And like, yeah, like I, I qualified at two thirty-two point four, and you're like, well, that sucks. It's like, well, actually, that's kind of like it's pretty fast, like it's pretty cool. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I never, moving. I never really thought that I would have been up there. But yeah. like, explain to people a little bit. Like, you nearly uh, hit the fence, run one, oh, yeah. and you're like, all right, I'm, we're going to tweak it just a hair. But y- it's you think that's going to be it. And then you're like, why is my foot on the floor and I'm not getting any more speed? Like there's only so much you can do as a driver because you can't physically
2: get out and push your car any faster. Uh, It's the, I don't know how to explain it. (laughs) You you get so jacked up for that second run, you think you've (laughs) tuned up the car and the car is feeling really, really nice. And you know, as soon as the first lap is over too. you, are like, So I don't have a (laughs) predicted lap in my dash. Some guys do. I don't know if you do. Oh yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So I don't, because I chase it too much, I, I, I actually don't look at the road I look at my screen too much so I had to turn it off and um, I uh, so it's a surprise for me every time I go to like the first lap like what my first lap number is and uh, the first lap of my second run come up and up that's after being jacked up for about three hours I ready for this run it was like a 32 9 and I was I was bummed out about it and it was all about just being um, you know consistent from that point on and you know you look at Jack Harvey. I sort of spoke to him about the same thing, and, and he was like, "Yeah, well, I was just trying to be consistent from that point." It's just, uh, you know, the conditions and the way that you can sometimes get a gust that can add like half a mile an hour. It's it's crazy. It's it's a wonderful place, um, but we also we love it, but we hate it just as much.
0: <laughs> Scotty Mac, I know you got to get out of here real quick, though. You got uh, you got the motor homies that are coming. You got all sorts of people who are infringing, just like you know a few other race series here. Got infringing on the bus bros. Do you have any comment about the new motor homies? You're seeing teams all over the place throw people out there to try to compete with look, Speed Street and the
2: bus bros. Look, I, look, I, I respect everyone, everyone's challenge. I really do. I think we're the two top. No, no, no. But, <laughs> uh, I, I think, um, uh, you know, I make fun of myself a lot so good luck to them to make fun of me because I, I do that a lot <laughs> i don't know if you've seen it so uh yeah look it's it's uh it's it's good for indycar the more people out there promoting the sport more people showing their personalities i think you guys get to see a lot of us as well it's uh it's a cool thing so um but yeah we're going to be way better than them we're going to sink them so it's all good <laughs> no. absolutely scott thank you so much uh appreciate you being Mac. here uh long friend of the
1: show scott mclaughlin Um, so anyway, yeah, we can get more into the show, Joey. I think I I would like to talk a little bit more about what we saw over the weekend first because I came here first to the motor speedway, uh, as an infant. Um, and I wasn't really sure about what was happening in qualifying, but as I started to get older and you start to see the bump day pressure, the qualifying pressure, I don't know, you know, I'm assuming most of you were at least paying attention to what was going on out there this weekend but the the fight to just get in the top 29 or the top 30 or whatever it was initially was fascinating because you had Callum Ilock literally changing the entire car the night before qualifying to try to yep. make sure they didn't have to fight to get into the race. You had a team like RC Enerson never done the indy 500 before they make it in easy yeah and no sweat sunday and, i mean everyone no good. one i don't think anyone really expected that and then you have a major powerhouse team like ray hall letterman Lanigan racing who probably have the most partners of any team other than mclaren they have like a million sponsors but the ray hall letterman Lanigan team all four cars almost fighting to get in but th- you know Thankfully, Catherine made it in on speed on day one. Yep. I mean, that that's kind of what this place is all about. Like, I remember 2011, you saw Marco trying to get in. You saw Ryan hunter Ray buying his way in, about, like, trying to get in afterwards, you know, getting, bumping another driver out at, because he didn't make the race. like Hinge in 2018. And, uh, but the stuff that happens like that. I saw people on, on Twitter, they're like, well, why don't they just let 34 of them race? It's like, well, that's just, that's not the way it is. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's just, that's, that is what is this race. That is what makes it so historic. That's what makes it so special to be a part of the 33. I mean, yep. it's always 33. It's going to be, an, it's, it's an incredible group to be a part of. Um, but what did you, like, I obviously saw it. A little differently. Saturday, I thought was the worst day of my life, but I, but I, I was only personally frustrated with my with everything that was going on. But as a fan, as someone who was enjoying it, yep. from the center of the track. It had to have looked amazing. I, I feel like. high
0: drama. It was incredible. Uh, the the place was going nuts all day, really, because you were seeing those speeds of people hitting two thirty five and going nuts for that. And then, which is really freaking fast. I by mean, the way. unbelievable. Like it's, but it's like it really you, feels like it too. It's like you said earlier when you were talking about two thirty two for you. You know, we're sitting there watching. Uh, uh, Jack and Graham go at it when they're hitting 230 and and I literally stopped and said to my wife I said this is insane because that is so stupid fast 230 (laughs) right but in this place in this race it feels slow right yeah and and so that was that was wild to see, but but as unfortunate as, as it is for Graham to not be in the field, I do think what he's been saying today, yesterday, about how this is what Indy is. And like you said, it's 11 rows of three, it's 33, yep. and you have to earn your way in. And
1: uh, I think that's really true. And it's very, very similar to when Hinch didn't make the race. Like, everyone was like, I can't believe this. Like, the number five car Arrow, like... It was a wild scenario. To, to I was there. I saw. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is nuts," um, and I was like, "I was also trying to, I think, get in the race that year too." Uh, but it was it was crazy to to just see the emotion and to see what that does to like. I saw Bob Ray Hall's face. I mean, thirty years since he didn't make yeah. it too, which is like the wildest thing ever. Uh, I think my dad was commentating on that when when Bobby <laughs> didn't make it. Um, and, but, and all but, these years later, you have a podcast talking, yeah, about, and it, and so it down, talking about it. Yeah, and now we have down talking about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there we go. But uh, I, I think... Seeing what Jack Harvey did as well. Jack, obviously, a longtime friend of mine. We were teammates in F3 in 2013 Love Jack. Uh, in, in Europe. And Jack lived in my basement for a while uh, with my parents when he first came over here to race. So like, we know mate. Jack pretty well. Yeah. Um, but like to let people know, I get like on the technical side, to explain how difficult what he did was, it, our cars, when they get hot, the engines get hot, they go slower immediately. So our fastest runs are usually the first runs. It's why not everyone practices on that morning. Saturday morning because you don't want to no, get the engine still, hot. You want to yeah. keep it as cold as possible to get the most speed out of it on run one. Alex Rossi, all he did on Saturday was one run. That's it. Yep. And, and that's what you hope to do. Like you want to go out there and get the most speed out of it in the best conditions possible. And I'm looking at what Jack's doing. And after one run, he tries to get it cool. You, we go out on uh, in a different engine map to cool the engine, try to a little bit, but our, Intelligent minds or semi-intelligent brains were like, there's no way he can go faster because that engine gets heat-soaked. And and as soon as you lose power, I mean, you're done. Yep. And so what he did, working with his team and just getting one tweak into the front wing, I think he told me that I put like a quarter turn of front wing out of it or a half turn of front wing out of it, which is, you'd be surprised how much that does. When I saw him doing those laps, I was in my bus... Shouting with my friend Steven, like literally shouting at the TV, because we thought after lap two and three, it was consistent enough to where you're like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I think he yep. can do it. Yeah. And I, the 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 minute differences, what he did, the, what the speed that they found. First of all, I thought it blew my mind. Technically, from a from a technical yeah. standpoint, but to to see the fans' reactions, and I know my stepdad Doug had a video. He was watching in the stands that with everyone great. else uh, to see everyone's reaction. It, it and they they put it. I saw an article about this. It's not that we were, like, cheering for Graham to not make the race, but, like, when there's exactly. something exciting yeah. going on and you're, like, you see someone putting everything into it. Like, literally, this is like a make-or-break type deal for the, your whole year, essentially, for partnerships, for your – I mean, Jackson a contract year for his his deal as well, I think. Yep. I mean, that that is what people like to see at the racetrack, especially here, is just insane competition and – achieving that goal of being in this race. I, I think that was, I mean, I was like, oh. I was getting emotional every time I'm watching videos of this because I'm a race fan too. I, I like racing. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, my wife, we were both like about to puke and then cry and then yeah. puke
1: again because of all yeah. this, you know, we had a
0: whole bunch of stuff going on. But that's on. the
1: thing. Like, I didn't know how to word a tweet. I was like, I'm happy for Jack, but I'm also like, I, totally. I don't know what to say. Like I saw Graham. Totally. And I was like, I don't. I don't know what to say. Sorry, like, I'm man. like, ah, yeah. I just, I'm in the middle. <laughs> I'm in an for emotional sure. case of emotion, glass case of emotion, uh, yeah, whatever no. they said.
0: And, and, but, and selfishly, too, because in Graham's a friend of the show, and he's yes, been Graham on, and, 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 I, and I've interviewed him a bunch. And then, you know, I think you see, he's such a good spokesperson for the sport. He's such a good spokesperson for this place. So it's just a bum to, bummer to see that. But then what you're mentioning on the, the four laps, right? How you went from lap one for Jack, where you're like, no chance. Yes, to number two,
1: hmm. <laughs> maybe.
0: To lap three, this could happen. Yeah. Yeah. To lap four, holy, you know what? Yeah. This happened.
1: I, that's exactly what we were saying. I mean, we were shouting and screaming. I sent Jack a couple of videos of uh, someone got a video of me and my friend reacting. It was pretty crazy. It was very horse racing esque. I'm a big yeah. horse race guy. You're horse guy. Come on, yeah. everyone was. Yeah. I was hammering my yeah. table. I was like, "Let's go." Uh huh. But that's yeah. But I, I want to ask you about this too
0: because yeah, gosh, getting you know <laughs> getting yeah. the juices flowing, but. You know, you, you, we had the kind of the Ray Hall, uh, the RLL on RLL all afternoon yesterday. And uh, the, the the up of, of Jack making it, but then, of course, the down of Graham not making it. And it could have been that way for a variety of, of their drivers. You, being a teammate of, of Renus, being a teammate, teammate of Ed here, you try to put yourself in that spot of what you would be feeling, what you would be thinking, not only when you're in the car trying to bump out a teammate, but then, holy cow, I bumped one out.
1: Well, I mean, honestly, we were kind of trying to be in that position for the Fast 12. Like, Ed was barely on the limit, and we were trying to bump him out of it, obviously. But it's a team effort. You wanted all three cars in there. But, like, Graham Rahal didn't forget how to drive. Like, it's not like he was driving slower than the other 33 like sometimes this place like i remember my first year um I th- I, there was another ray hall car that was trying to fight to get in uh i'm blanking on his name all of a sudden but uh anybody but i got it yeah no 20, 2013 2013 purple race? car
0: uh we got one right back there one more
1: time i completely forget who didn't make the race Michelle Jourdain, you're exactly right. So, Michelle Jourdain was trying to make it 2013, and that car just was never going to go faster than what it was going to do. And sometimes that's what happens. Like, if I'm honest with you, like, I look at my car, Renus's car, and Ed's car, and like, we all pretty much had similar setups in our car mechanically. But some just kind of go faster than others. Like you could hold your foot down as much as you want and try to find small different things. Conditions can matter. And Renus is always good at qualifying here. Yeah. But uh, but sometimes when the conditions and, and and your car itself, like I don't think, like Graham, after working on it for four or five days, it doesn't just magically Chill turn off, into yeah. another machine. So it, it's, it's hard to, that's one of the difficult parts about this event. It's it's it, a lot of it is dependent on commitment and and you know the absolute insanity to be flat for four laps, but sometimes the card will not allow you to do that. Like yeah. that's just that's just how it works. Um and and I, and I think people sometimes forget that it's like well you also saw a powerhouse team in general like all those cars are built in the same place so there's there's a reason why they're all kind of in a similar boat and I hope that they you know can can fix that for they have a lot of smart people over there I'm sure they will um, but it was tough to see for Graham but great for our sport I don't know I, yeah. I, I thought it was yep. I thought it was just the emotion the craziness you know we're close to selling this race out I hope so I, I would love to see that that excitement like get more tickets f- sold uh, I certainly would like to see it sold out. Um, but I, I, I heard. Mean Doug heard Bull, I saw uh, Doug, Doug Bowles is there. He's he's trying to sell it out. Yeah, <laughs> so, so they're we'll knocking on 325. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. You know, we'll see. Go. I I would love to to get it done. Um, What's, but Joey, what else did you uh, what else did you see on Sunday? Great crowd as well, by the way. If you were there, thank you for being yeah, there. Yeah. If you weren't there, still thank you for being here. Um, yep, yep. But yep. huge crowd on Sunday. I think there was 85 thousand over the two days, which is what I read. Yep. Great for the sport again. Mm -hmm. Love seeing the people in the stands. Mm -hmm. Uh, Was it like that in the infield as well? I didn't walk around that lot. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, obviously you were you were busy and um, you know in other (laughs) places. But
0: I was out and about. Uh, Crowd was great. Crowd was great in the stands. Like you said, we were all smacking our ass like the horse horse racing (laughs) fans and going nuts together, and it was a great time. But you know what? It left me wanting more. It it, it left me wanting that. That thirty-five, that thirty-six. Oh, I know. Yeah, you know, <laughs> come on. Let's get more in there. You know. Um, but now, looking ahead to this week, my man, um, starting sixteen. Yes. How we feeling?
1: I feel great. Uh, well, our car, our race car has always been better, I think, than than when what we had pure speed wise, but. Today was really interesting. I thought today we all have our our race pit boxes now, so everything was a little bit different in pit lane. Um, Joseph Newgard's right in front of me. He looked like he was pitting about twenty times to try to change things. Uh, I know uh, you know my teammate Renus was struggling a little bit more than I expected to see, and these conditions were a little bit hotter. The air was a little bit different. The wind was a little bit different. Um, so for us, it's it's basically trying not to get too you don't want to adjust too aggressively to the day and then put yourself out for Friday when you're here again. Uh, Friday will be the, you know, closest to race day so we hope to make our final adjustments there and then, but it's it was tough today for a little bit. Like obviously we saw an accident today too which you never wanted to see. It's been a very clean month of May. Very. Sato's tried to hit the wall down a couple times and Scotty almost tried a couple times. Uh, there's been a couple like people, a- Elio I think also. There's been a lot of just wall kisses. They're just going up and tapping it. It seems like a competition for Takuma Who's getting the sometimes like, within to the wall. himself yeah. it's,
0: uh, it's like okay i want to go
1: fast number one and it's number always the two, same place too takuma always to has the same angle that he approaches the wall yeah. and you know that he's never going to lift so you're like yep he's going to get it uh-huh. it's always the same thing that guy is more committed than i think i've ever seen a human in my life it's incredible yeah but he's fast around here and that's why he has uh, drank the milk a lot so yep it, it's it's crazy to see but today like to give people an explanation as to why that happened, right? Like you saw Catherine go into the back of, of Stefan Wilson, uh, and we hope Stefan's okay. Obviously he got, uh, that was wild to see him get kind of out on the, on the stretcher there, but he waved to everyone. So that's good. I'm sure they'll take care of him really well. Um, but, uh, when you're going out there just purely looking to run in race trim, everyone's trying to get in the pack. And if you get to the front of the pack, you don't want to be there. So people start lifting, and all the racing that you see is because people get annoyed, and they're like, well, I'm just going to back off in the middle of the straight and try to let these other cars that are doing 230 miles an hour pass me. Well, the track's not that wide, honestly, so it's, it's hard to do that. And we can't run really side-by-side side through these corners very effectively, it becomes quite dangerous for us. So you're trying to get it all done before you get into turn one or turn three, um, because no one's really letting anyone by in the short chutes. So what happened with Catherine, I for sure see, because I this happened to me Thursday with actually Scotty Mack. We all ended up spreading like full-on full, full on spread eagle into turn one, like four cars wide because no one wants to be the one that gets caught on the outside because there's no grip out there. It's the same, it's the same situation in the race. Like you see late in the race Someone gets to the outside, there's a bunch of marbles out there. There's not necessarily marbles out there for us when we're practicing, but it's very slick. And these cars rely so much on the tire grip and the track the track grip right now that it's difficult to get offline. So, Catherine, basically, there was a big checkup happening, and this happened earlier as well. And the brakes... Well, they're not the road course brakes, so they're a little bit different than what we have on the road course to stop instantly. And sometimes it might take one or two pumps of the brake pedal to actually get them back and to get them to work. And so in that short amount of time... I, I guarantee for her it was a worst-case scenario where she might have been communicating with the spotter, checking the mirror to see what was going on behind her, and then having the checkup. And then when you're in that dirty air of the car in front of you, your front wheels don't work as well either. So very difficult for her to avoid that situation as well. Honestly, just worst-case scenario, I think, for both people. And you hate to see that because, again, those are um, you know two, obviously, one-off entries for the 500. and uh that was a big it, hit. It, it,
0: it is pretty insane though. Like you said, how clean it's been in terms of very clean, all practice. Yeah. yeah. All qualifying when you're absolutely sending it. Yeah. You know, and for today and Lee Diffie and Townsend were kind of talking about that on the broadcast of just like
1: how it's our first one that we've seen and, and, and that's pretty wild, but yeah, it's crazy to around. see. So hopefully they'll be they'll be okay and they get everything um, you know checked out, but we are way more on the limit then I promise you might think here every lap. And and I think it just goes to show how skilled everyone is to kind of keep it intact. And we almost feel like we're crashing probably every lap, but uh, that's why we, uh, I guess, get paid to do what we do. Um, I would love to open it up to maybe a little bit of questions from you guys, if, if anyone has any at this point, because yeah. I, I enjoy the communication. We often do this on our show. If anyone has anything particular that want to get into, because... I like talking about the qualifying stuff. I love talking about the race coming up. Um, but if anyone time. wants to ask a question, I mean just put up your hands. We'll just we'll just get want. I don't think the mic's mic. gonna go out there.
0: Well <laughs> I'm <laughs> trying to see if we could form a line. Just or someone some shout sort of situation at situation. We'll, we'll repeat there. it. We'll repeat it. Okay. Yeah, right here. I saw this hand.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> So the, the question was, the car is very old, and how important is it to get a new car? Couldn't agree more. It is definitely older than, uh, than we would like it. I think the, the major issue with the car is that it's too heavy, and the weight has been put on it in the wrong places. And if we're going to put even more weight on it with the hybrid system as well we do need a new car that's not my department because I don't get paid to do that uh, and I'm sure we have a lot of very smart people that will figure that out but I do think for sure the next step for our series is to get a new car get a third manufacturer um, and just and just get away from from this package that we've got because I think it's it's really become unfriendly to certain driving styles as well and certain drivers um, and whereas before I think the like when the DW12 first came out, like 2013, 14, 15, even the Aero Kit eras, I thought it was, I thought the competition was great then as well. So interesting to see what happens. I don't know what's going to happen in the next few years. <laughs> so fingers crossed. What kind, <laughs> what, what
0: kind of driver does it lend to best? Then you said different drivers have different driving styles, obviously, than this car. Do you have, maybe not anybody specific, but what kind of style would you say? Are, because you said that, it's I would say the f-
1: older school styles have been uh, like James Hinchcliffe. I would say struggled with this car. I struggle with this car. Simon Pagino, I think, struggles with this car. Um, I think Elio struggles everywhere other than the speedway. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's there's several people who this this car has definitely made it made life slightly more difficult in. Uh, and some of the younger folks who have never driven the older versions of the car, they don't know any difference. So they're 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 quite successful in it. <laughs> man in the blue shirt <laughs> would, would you go through a pit stop from leaving the track Entering the track everything you're doing with your hands your feet Rev limiters, gears clutch revving it
0: step
1: by yes we gonna... well uh wh- what was the question exactly <laughs> sorry the all of it together like the yeah re- pit stop, yeah, a pit stop. You got it what do you do with gears? okay got it yes There's a lot actually going on for sure. So when we come into the pits, and actually today's the first day we pit off a four. So a a lot of practice was done to get into pit lane because you don't want to pull a Scott Dixon last year. You don't want to speed before the last pit stop when you're leading the race. So tough, tough situation for old buddy there. Love Scott. I mean – you can't blame on on anyone else but your left foot that hits the brake. So it's 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 tough, but we always try to push that limit. We have cameras that actually s- that that film every pit entry for us to see who is breaking the latest, who is getting in the pits the quickest. So that's like the racing all twenty-two like it, for football. Exactly, we see we see everything. Yeah. So like every pit entry is 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 filmed by a company, and we get the best pit entries sent to us versus us that we can compare and overlay. And so we have to hit the break Very hard. And again, these are very different brakes than the road course. So you have to have a run a very different brake bias as well. Uh, Get to 60 miles an hour uh, and then find your pit box. That's usually sometimes difficult to spell. But thankfully, I have a lot of references. Mine is just after the yard of bricks. So I go over over that giant bump, the yard of bricks, and there's my pit box right there. Uh, But we come in clutch neutral button, and then we're full throttle the entire time we're in the pits full throttle because when you're in neutral, you're 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 limited to a certain amount of RPM. So we're just literally full throttle looking at our fuel guy, waiting for him to get that fuel buck out because the car will not allow you to go into first gear until the fuel buckeye pulls out. And so when the fuel guy starts to detach, you try to ask for first gear as many times as possible. And then when it goes in, your revs go up because then you're getting ready to launch and that builds boost as well because actually it's very hard to spin the wheels now leaving the pit box the we run a really long first gear to try to get the best acceleration through the um, through the warm up lanes and getting out of the pit box is really hard uh, so you have to build all the boosts you can build before you're released in the pit lane and then basically just hope that no one is unsafe released into your face like Kyle Kirkwood and Alex Rossi at Texas that was a rough situation there um, but you hope to avoid those types of things and then And as soon as the pit... Pit, pit speed limiter is released at the exit you hope you can stay flat through the warm-up lane in one and two but the warm-up lane over the last couple years has been a lot slicker than it was in the past usually it was pretty easy full throttle out out of there but now it's definitely a bit of a battle when you get into turn two in the warm-up lane that's actually some of the most difficult times because the car is really heavy 18.4 gallons of fuel new tires tires are cold and you're just trying to hustle that sucker out of the pit lane so that's kind of a, a super detailed pit lane exp- explanation
0: I think we got time for one more <laughs> Wow, that. <laughs> I don't know. I think that was more like 4 405 or something. Yeah. that was that was a high, higher level class. One uh, time for one more, and then That's we're going to do oh, special yeah. <laughs> special choosing of a, our favorite segment on our show. We got the man in the green
1: shirt. So, a great question, actually. He, he The question was, Graham's weight jacker broke. So, what we're using nowadays, most teams, well, all the teams are, if I, I'm, I'm fairly sure. We have the weight jacker in race situations to adjust the balance. So, we can put weight on the right front of the car, or we can put weight on the left front of the car. We can kind of basically change the cross weight of the car to adjust the handling. And what that also does is lower the rear ride height, or raise the rear ride height. So... The car goes fastest when you drop the rear so right out of every corner if you notice some of the onboards, you see drivers penske have it on their on the front of their wheel and they hold it to lower the rear to go faster down the straight and then they release it to lift it back up to be set up for the corners and scott dixon's is right here notice right on his right thumb ours is right here as well you press it once on the right side and then press it once on the left side when you get into turn three or into turn one and so Basically, what I saw that happen is Graham that that almost gets you about half a mile an hour down the, down each straight, uh, which is a lot when you're competing for literally seven thousandths of a of a second. Um, and so what happened was is it looked like if if that thing if that thing puts if you press the weight jacker button to lock yourself down for speed and it doesn't come back up, that generates a lot of understeer, a lot of push. So the car then you're scrubbing a ton of speed with the front tires because it doesn't turn. Um, so it's it's that would be a huge issue. And it's not really easily fixable in pit lane. You kind of just, it, unless they could just get it back to the middle and then he would just have to run it without it, then he's just sacrificing pure speed on the straight. So either way, the, the times are so close right now, you have to have it. Some teams have it on the back of the wheel. Some teams, if you notice the small details, they have the lights on the dash the three lights on the right side of the dash will indicate that the rear is down and the three lights on the left will indicate that the rear is up and so that's kind of what drivers use as a visual reference so always pay attention for those little things we that we can do a lot of customization for these these cars when you're trying to extract the most most speed
0: well it is fun like like you mentioned all the hand work and Townsend yeah. talks about it a lot on the broadcast he loves when you guys wear the white gloves yeah, because then you can really see we're everything working. that's going on working hardcore in there alright uh, appreciate those three questions now listeners of the show know that this is our favorite segment the only segment that we do uh, regularly every week <laughs> and that is the Ricky Treadway Random Indy 500 Driver and we went of the throw- week of the week of the week okay now we've been doing a lot of these we're close to like over 60 of them or something yes. like that we have, uh, a, we
1: have a lot of grids
0: we want to grids. hear a year
1: from somebody to pull a driver from so anybody will, got one i will sit here and i will google the start the race results of any year that is that is that we that we select yep. and we will pick a driver and we will learn something about a driver that I don't know about <laughs> and I don't either and hopefully Joey definitely doesn't know, know. Yeah. so you never know what you might year. learn we, we've had felons we've had people that died in boat crashes going really wild situations Doug Bowles well, pulled one who got eaten by a shark yeah so yeah, yeah. there was also the uh the guy last week Mike Hiss I believe he was a cover of Playgirl magazine didn't yes. know that was a thing so there's a lot going on here in the random Indy 500 driver of the week segment and that's what we love I saw your hand first right there man 1953. 1953. All right. We're going to go to the 1953 Indy 500 results. And we do not use any really incredible database system other than the Google machine. Wikipedia uh, is our Wikipedia. main source. So you guys uh, may be putting info on there. Yeah, exactly. All right. 1953. Let's see. We're going to learn a little bit. Uh, Pressure's wh-
0: on here, man. Give us a guess. This is one. the
1: starting grid. What? Oh, why didn't it give me the finishing position? Oh, well. Uh, starting grid, Vukovic is on pole, I believe it looks like. Um, let's Sounds go good. with – who have we not had? Oh, there's one. Give it right. to us. We're going to go with it looks like the 22nd place starter, Marshall Teague. Who is Marshall Teague? We're going to learn about Marshall Teague Tell today. us about Marshall Does Teague. Does anyone know who Marshall Teague is? I do I do not. Got one Marshall right there. Got one right there. Teague. We got a few hands. Hang on. I swear if this one's a prisoner or a felon or any kind of little – Wait a second. No, that's a film actor. (laughs) Hang on. Marshall Teague. Wait, is he also a film? Oh, race car driver. Okay. All right. It's amazing who has the same names. I got it. I got it. Okay, here we go. Marshall Teague, racing driver. Um, He was nicknamed King of the Beach by the NASCAR fans. All right. So he's a NASCAR guy. Wait a second. Did he also do the Indy 500? Is Doug Bowles here to confirm? Oh, yeah. He only, yeah, first entry to the Indy 500 was 1953. Huh. That's wild. A lot of NASCAR stuff, though. Bulls Doug Bowles is here. Doug, do you know who Marshall Teague is? He's a, NASCAR he's a big NASCAR driver. <laughs> well, I was a NASCAR driver this year, too. So yeah, hey, NASCAR
0: driver. Come on, that's, uh
1: now. That's hilarious. Oh, uh, He's dead. Sorry, RIP. Uh, injuries from racing accident. Uh, born in 1921, Daytona Beach, Florida. Uh, died at age 37 um but yeah wow no criminal record here no criminal criminal record (laughs) (laughs) that's good okay Uh, let's see legacy motorsport career results so 1953 he started 22nd finished 25th wait no finished 18th oil leak retired of an oil leak darn it uh 1954 he has two car numbers that are starred and uh Two finishes, but they're question marks on laps and lead. So a lot of questionable information here on Marshall. um, But wow, there we go. So we learned something new about Marshall Teague from 1953. Yes, We appreciate that. He was known as the king of the beach. King of the beach. His performances at the Daytona Beach Road Course. So there is
0: Marshall Pleasant Teague. Randy, random Mini 500 Driver of the Week. Um, Guys, thanks so much for being
1: here. Yeah, thank you
0: great. Connor, we're going to be cheering him on this Sunday, right? Bringing it home. He's going to win in 10. That
1: sounds like a That's what like we're doing.
0: 10th 500, he's going to win it, and uh, we appreciate all you guys. And thanks to Kevin Lee and Kirk Cabin for yeah, having us out. thank you
1: guys. Uh, yeah. If you don't listen to our show, please do. And if you have a friend, please tell them about our show, because you never know. They might enjoy it. We've had a lot of great guests on the show. Yep. A lot of uh, We try to tell interesting stories. We obviously have a lot of IndyCar drivers on the show, but like we had Felix Rosenquist on not too long ago, which I think people don't really know a lot about Felix's background. And I think Felix is a really, really talented driver and a guy who um, people should know know more about because he seems to be an oval legend right now. Double yep. double pole sitter at Texas. Front row starter at the Indy 500 now. Uh, we had Jaime Algaswari on the other day who was a former Red Bull F1 driver who had a really, really interesting story to tell. Jimmy so, Johnson, Colton Hurd. Jimmy uh, Johnson, no big deal. He was uh, FaceTiming us from a car, so it's fine. He was very, very famous, but famous enough to do our show. Um, so thank you guys so much, and yep. uh, thank you to Kevin uh, for having us, for inviting us to Burger Bash. I remember doing the Burger Bash downtown, and I think Hinch tried to throw a milkshake at me or something at some point. Uh, that was an interesting deal. Um, but, yeah, thank you guys, and uh, we are going to win on Sunday, so it's going to be great. Yes, <laughs> sir. All right. This is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube,
0: Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo. Dirty Moe,